When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The European elections. Oh, dear. We've been at it since Thursday. It seems so long ago. What is it about Northern Ireland? We were one of the first to vote and we're one of the last to count. Uh, let me speak to Alex Cain and Malachy O'Doherty about this. Alex, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Alex, good morning, Malachy. Good morning. Good morning, Alex. Yeah, the lads are both on the, on the line. I have to say, uh, Alex, we are, we are slow, but then traditionally we always are. If you want to find a man who knows how to put his head up when there's a winning flag to be waved, it's Nigel Farage, isn't it? Well, he he's he certainly had a. Obviously, not an entirely unexpected. I think there's there's a lot of excitement in some places that this is a huge leap forward. But in essence, and I'm not knocking it, it's it's an it's an important result. But basically, he's just taken the UK vote, which he himself got last time, and added a four or five percentage points, four or five seats, which is important. But in the great scheme of things, Frank, it it, it comes down to. Uh, in one way, it doesn't actually matter all that much because the only way Brexit can be done, a decision, whether it's for a deal or no deal, a crash out or whatever you're going to call it, the only place that can happen is in the House of Commons. And Brexit are not there. The Brexit party is not there. Farage is not there. They don't have a voting block there. So again, we're left with a parliamentary arithmetic we've had for the past um, three years so well he can make as much noise as he likes on the outside i know he's saying i heard Anne widdicombe say this morning that oh they 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 are demanding they demand that they be part of the the uk uh, delegation to negotiate um the the next stage european union is not going to accept that Uh, and how could you even have people negotiating who aren't in the commons who wouldn't have a say in the final vote so i I think well he's having his moment in the sun right now Quite what he does after this, Frank, in terms of influencing the debate, I'm not sure. I'm really not that sure. He is readying himself for a general election, but it's unlikely they're going to hand him that gift. Well, the, the difficulty is, um, well, the two things I think that works for here, because in, in the Tory leadership election, in 2014, the last time with the Euro, the Euro election, UKIP did extraordinarily well. They took the 24 seats. They hammered the Conservatives. They were the largest party. It was on the back of that that David Cameron put the referendum promise into the manifesto in 2015 to save the Conservative Party. It'll be interesting to see now, if you look at the, particularly Rab, uh, um, Johnson and Gove, it'll be interesting to see, are they going to attack t- towards Farage? Are they going to try and win back some of those votes by becoming more hardline and so on? Because again, 
it only works if the parliamentary arithmetic is for them. Because as it stands, it doesn't matter who the, if, it, if it's Boris Johnson or indeed Michael Gove, as it stands, Frank, there is no way, particularly with Johnson, there is no way he can get through the deal he wants because there are not the votes in the Commons. But as you say, if he decides to, to if the next leader decides to go for a general election, will Brexit, will the Brexit party surprise us? Look at 2014, UKIP did extraordinarily well. Ten months later, they didn't, I think they got one, one MP elected and they, they kept the same vote, but the Conservatives added on 8 million and so on. And again, this is the problem here. I, I just, on the figures, as it stands, no Conservative Prime Minister can, can get a deal. They need a general election. But who's going to risk a general election with, with Farage now sitting around 5 million and even bigger than he was last time? I, I say it's one of those strange things. Right? This is a man, in essence, who has no real influence in the Commons, no real influence at the very heart of the, the where the decision is going to be made. And yet everybody, and I mean everybody, is looking at what he's doing and what he's thinking. And Malachi, just looking at the sort of the wider European picture at, at mm. the moment, and in, including in the, in the United Kingdom, the, the Greens are opening many's a, 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 a green bottle this morning and, and shaking it in a fizzy direction. <laughs> well, uh, perhaps some of them are. I mean, I wonder what's behind that. I presume a lot of what's behind that is just climate change anxiety uh, and the whole build of protest there. And, uh, as, as, you know, especially the school children protest and uh, bringing London to a standstill last month. That might be what's behind it. I mean, uh, uh, and, uh, but uh, what is interesting, I think, is that you're getting this hardening of attitude on the right. You're getting this build up of the right. The, the, you know, the Brexit party here, uh, Marine Le Pen in France, the, uh, the right wing in, in Italy and so on coming strong. But you're also getting a reinforcement of, of what you might call the liberal tendency. It's a bit, you know, call them the left. It's a, it's a misuse of the term, I suppose. But yes, you're, you, you know, you're getting that as well. So the kind of polarization that you're seeing, uh, in England, um, and you, because you're not seeing it in Scotland, I don't know if you're really seeing it here either. The kind of polarisation you're seeing in England, you're also, you know, there's a there's a variant of it, or there's a form of it, uh, you know, across much of Europe, and that will temper the shape of of the new parliament in ways that they, you know, that I haven't got my head across in, in any great way at the moment. But I wonder how you how you reconcile what Alex is talking about, because what Alex is pointing to essentially is the inadequacy of Parliament as the forum whereby the Brexit thing can be resolved and a loss of faith in Parliament uh, by much of the wider population. And that's why they're, why they're voting for the Brexit Party and so on. And, uh, and that polarisation in England. No one can risk, no one, you know, it would be almost suicidal probably for the Tories uh, to call a general election. And yet they can't go along without a general election because you can't just keep appointing uh, prime ministers and not, uh, not testing them. Uh, they, whoever is the prime minister is going to, you know, how do they get through October the 31st? When Parliament doesn't want a no-deal Brexit, when there's hardly time even before then, because you're going to have the summer recess, there's hardly even time to get a, a, a second referendum that, that, that Labour and others are demanding, and there's hardly even time to get a general election, because you're not going to call a general election for August uh, or September, are you? So, um, 
Uh, and if they, uh, if they go for that, if they uh, call a general election and they do go for it, the danger is the Brexit just splits the Tory vote and, and uh, Labour saunter in uh, without a notion themselves what they're going to do about things. We are in a very, very odd political climate at the moment. But do you, you know, think, just on the back of that, but Malik, just on the back of that, do you, do you think if there was a general election relatively soon that the, the main players could, could be the Conservatives and, and Labour? Are people... Are are people not going to, to give the Conservatives and the Socialists a, a, a kicking at a general election? They are going to give them a kicking. But look what happened for UKIP. UKIP uh, fared quite well in the 2014 uh, uh, general, 2014-2015. They got this uh, this big surge. They got, uh, I think, something like 5 million votes. They didn't get the seats representative of that. You, they, you know, you have to fight a constituency by constituency, and you have to have a game plan that gets you a substantial party in there. I mean, you, uh, Brexit could be looking at, uh, uh, you know, something of a dip in their, in their current fortunes uh, if they go into a general election. They also have to have a broader policy than just coming out of the European Union without, without a deal. And that once they've declared their hand on other issues, Farage was talking this morning about abolishing the House of Lords, He's got a plan to stay in, you know, for a broader reform of, of UK politics. Well, well and good, but, you know, how many people, how many of the people who will gather around him on the one-issue Brexit will stay with him through issues like that? So I don't think it's so easy that for the Brexit party uh, to, you know, to just uh, turn that uh, one-third of uh, the uh, votes in uh, in a European election into one-third of the seats in the House of Commons. I don't think that's so simple. Should we be... Looking at the nationalist sway across Europe, uh, the Le Pens of this world. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and also uh, interesting enough that in Ireland the nationalist thing dips. You know the Sinn Fein, you know who are, who are pretty, you know who uh, who want a united Ireland and who have committed themselves to those. Although Sinn Fein's an outlier and kind of. Uh, nationalist movements because it has it presents itself as a progressive and and in many ways and left-wing party i think uh, i think yes but i mean the uh, the le pen surge didn't happen just as much as expected there's that kind of a hope if you like and and you also get the rise of the greens so you're it's not that you're getting a tilt to the right across europe it's that you're getting a consolidation of the, the right and left in opposition to each other, you're getting you're getting a division rather than a, rather than a clear victory for one side or the other, and that's that's what's interesting, and that's what will play out. And I mean, we're, these results are still coming in, and we don't know the final shape of things. Um, but European politics is very very interesting with uh, with the growth of the Greens and and with those more radical uh, liberal. Uh, policy attitudes coming coming into play right across. Certainly, a very very uncomfortable times for Macron, you know. But uh, but I mean, he's still you know he's had as somebody put it this morning, he's had his hair ruffled, but he hasn't had, had his head lobbed off, and uh, and 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 Italy as well. And but the panic over migration, you know, is is is, is not what it was a few years ago. And. Uh, and and what's to say about it? What's to say it is simply that you know that the 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 the, the right wing dream of, of of a huge surge has not materialised to the extent that they have wanted it. We still have instability. We still have a, a polarisation of views. But I mean, a polarisation of views if it becomes a discussion, becomes a debate, if it becomes a contest, becomes the the essence of how politics is supposed to work. So so good luck with it. 
where I worry about is I worry about here. I worry about Britain and the and the the mess that politics has been made of. You know, from Cameron's idiotic decision to call a referendum with no notion of how the result of that referendum could be carried. And I look at how things are changing in uh, the growth of English nationalism. Uh, which you know, I mean, people sneer at the the notion. Anne Whitcomb sneering at the notion that English nationalism is the driving force behind Brexit. But I, you know, I do believe it is, and I do believe also when you look at Scotland and this huge, the nationalist, you know, Scottish nationalism is different from English nationalism. English nationalism is 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 this right wing thing, you know, which is this kind of xenophobic thing, this kind of retraction from the world. Whereas Scottish nationalism is is this more liberal, secular uh, uh, expansion of the. Notion of what it is to be Scottish, and uh, and I think you know those those forces are very very much at odds with each other, and uh, you know, and that that suggests that we're we're looking towards an independent Scotland. You know, if if Brexit becomes calamitous, which it appears likely to do, and in that event, what are you looking at here in Northern Ireland? You're looking certainly at the at a very substantial growth in the band for a united Ireland as a means of getting the North back into the European Union which is virtually nothing to do with Sinn Féin, because apparently <laughs> you can have a, a move towards Irish. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Unity with a decline in Sinn Féin's fortunes, which is quite remarkable. Okay, Malachi, do stay with us. Just on the back of everything Malachi's saying there, Alex, you're listening uh, to that. Uh, do you think if there's mayhem in October, we're a step closer to a united Ireland? Well, could, yeah, I, I, just let me say, and, and uh, touch one point Malachi made, Frank, this thing about the, the, the growth of right-wing populism and so on. I think it is important to say that a lot of those nationalist parties in, in the countries don't actually want their countries to leave the European Union. They're very much for reforming from within, for changing within, for the Salvini from uh, Italy was mentioned today, Marine Le Pen mentioned it yesterday as well, said look, this is to make it work better for all. So I think that that's what makes, I think, the, uh, the Brexit Party interesting because it is, I think, 
one of actually a very small number. Take it to 28 and add a few others. It's one of actually a very small number who actually want their countries to leave the entire European Union. So that, again, that's going back to what I said originally. That will temp- temper the influence they will have even there because they will find people who they would think to be natural allies who say, no, 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 we don't actually want to leave. We want to make things better. In terms of if, if there is chaos in... Um, my... my, my my gut instinct right the way through, Frank, and I think I've said this to you before, I wrote it on the 27th of, of, of June 2016, after the four days after the referendum, I said my gut instinct is that within the next three to four years, we will end up with a second referendum and that the United Kingdom will not leave the European Union for all sorts of reasons. And I still think that's going to happen because what Maliki said is right. We're now talking about the United Kingdom. No British Prime Minister, it doesn't matter where they're from, even if Nigel Farage miraculously found himself as Prime Minister in six months' time after an earlier than expected general election, he will not want to be, nor did any other Prime Minister living in They do not want to see parts of their country disappear. You don't become Prime Minister of the United Kingdom and then sit back while bits of it, Scotland disappears, Northern Ireland disappears, Wales becomes different, England becomes this little Englander mentality which seems to have huge difficulty with the Celtic fringes and so on. No Prime Minister wants that. So they will find a way. I know it seems ridiculous now, but I've always believed that somehow they will find a way. Even if there's a general election, Frank, I genuinely do not see uh, a, a parliament, a, a no-deal parliament, or a walk-out-of-it-completely parliament materialising, because that's just not the way it works in, in, in these sort of cases. This is a very specific protest vote. I mean, the fact Maliki made the point that Farage is now talking about, oh, we need to deal with the, the unelected House of Lords. We need to deal with this. His whole stick is and always has been about elites. He is never, and I speak as someone who is a leaver, you know that. I have very clear vision of what the United Kingdom could have done, how it should have mounted this argument, blah, 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 and so on. Farage has no interest in that, never has had any interest in that in the past two years. has never made a coherent argument other than said, we leave under WTO rules, but when you ask him what that means, it's always just, we can stand, he does the usual Battle of Britain, you know, nonsense and so on. But I just think there comes a point, and it'll come certainly within the next 18 months, because I really don't see us leaving on the 31st of October, when people, they will have to take it back to the country. They will have to say, "Do we have no idea. Parliament can't get it through. The Brexit party, that's the whole thing, Frank. Brexit party cannot get this through. Unless it forms a majority government, it cannot get it through. And the other thing Farage is going to discover, he's got people in there uh, who are suddenly looking at what they thought might be a little protest thing. Look get over there, Frank. The salaries are good. The expenses are good. They will like the lifestyle. They will enjoy it. And in exactly the same way that UKIP began to fall apart because, as Farage himself admitted, his too many UKIP members began to enjoy it, he will find that he's a mixture of people who are, you know, very weird politically in his party, but also a mixture of people who've never held elected office before and who are quite, who are probably not earning the sort of salaries they're about to earn right now. I can see the Brexit party itself having to make decisions and they're not going to like it. It's fine for Nigel to say, you know, do this, this and this. But he's never, you look at his political career, Frank, the past 25 years, apart from, you know, unsettling the Conservative Party, he hasn't actually made a damn bit of difference to how this country is governed, to our position in the European Union or to anything else. And Parliament has to decide, do they keep the power and sort this out themselves and rise to the challenge or do they just leave it and become looser and looser? And I think this is the sort they've had a shock, and it is a shock today, listening to Jeremy Corbyn even say, we either have to take this back, 
in a general election or back in a second referendum. Second vote, he said, if they're now conservative openly saying, well, maybe we can only sort this out with a proper full-scale referendum, proper full-scale debate and things like that. That's where we're heading. And I still think, I still think, maybe I'm mad, but I still think we will, in the, within a year, we will have had that referendum and will not be leaving. Okay, yeah, just to, to get now to the day that's in it and the count is underway uh, and we'll be expecting announcements during today at some point and into tomorrow as well. Uh, three candidates are going to represent Northern Ireland and you touched on a very interesting point there, Alex. Uh, f- for any one of them who gets through and lasts the full term of the run of the European Parliament. I know there's a big question mark over lasting the full term this time. But if you do last the full term, it's, it's worth a million pounds a candidate. That, that, that's, that, that's the return on it. That's the money you're talking about, about Farage's people beginning to like the lifestyle. A, a, a million quid's worth of work. Well, I, I, I think that's it, because some of these people would never... I mean, it's like they, we, we knock the Assembly, and I've heard people say, you know, people in, in, you know, who are very well-paid in professions, and say, oh, Alex, you know, what, why do the Assembly men bother and women bother for that? Because for a lot of those Assembly members, and for a lot of MPs, right, this is the most m- money they've ever earned. And for some of these people who have just suddenly found themselves MEPs, who have never, as I say, never held elected office before, who have never been at this level where the massive expenses, the flights to and from Brussels and Strasbourg and London and their constituencies, you know, meals on, on, on top, everything. They've never experienced this. And for suddenly to turn around and suddenly go, Nigel, go, that's, that's it. You know, Nigel with all his other incomes, go, that's it, we're out of here or whatever. That's where you'll find the, 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 this, the, this difficulty. I, I don't think it applies to the DUP and Sinn Féin in that sense at all because they are long-established political parties. They are very specific. It, 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 it's electoral victory. Fine, the members may get quite well paid in the expenses, but for them it is more about you know, winning and continuing. For Brexit, it's a slightly different thing. There's a more destructive um, uh, game at play there. But that, it's always, as I always say to people in politics, Look at where they came from. Before they got elected, look at where they came from. Look at how much they earned. Look at their journey to that office, because that will quite often tell you what... I mean, the classic example is Bob McCartney's uh, United Kingdom Unionist Party here in the Northern Ireland Assembly. Bob was very much against sharing power with anybody, doing anything. Got five members within six months. His five had broken into four, then broken into three, then completely disappeared because those people suddenly found they quite enjoyed the political life as a, a representative. And I said, that's going to be Brexit's problem. So today, everyone sort of reckons they know who gets first and second place. Who's going to get third place, just briefly? Briefly, well, briefly, if... if Northern Ireland, had the, I think, has had the highest turnout all, all across the United Kingdom at 45%. If the trend, the Liberal, Democrat, Green, UK change party surge is manifested here, then it, you'd have to say Naomi Long is in with that. If she keeps the 77,000 she got two weeks ago, Frank, that trend's continuing there. Then I think, and she's the most transfer of, of all the candidates, she's probably the most transfer friendly. You'd have to say, the, unless the, one of the other candidates, Jim Allister, Danny, or Colm Eastwood, actually overpoll, then you'd have to say, at this moment, it looks as though Naomi Long's odds are very much in her favour. Okay, that's briefly from Alex and briefly from Maliki, but Maliki has uh, skipped bail and has uh, disappeared. His line just went down there as uh, as I went uh, to him. Uh, so um, we will hear from Maliki maybe shortly as to who he thinks will get that third place uh, today. Uh, Alex Kane, thank you uh, very much indeed. For those of you who may not be fin- following politics to any great extent, it's uh, reckoned that Martina Anderson and Diane Dodds will get the first two spots. 
Just to clear up two loose ends with Maliki. Uh, Maliki, two things really. Number one, yeah. who do you think will get third place? And number two, are we a bit of an embarrassment <laughs> having voted on Thursday and we still haven't even got round to counting it? Well, I mean, Colin Eastwood certainly pulled out the stops in that poster of his, you know, just looks very artfully done. But, uh, you know, if the surge to the Lib Dems is anything to go by, I mean, that must also be helping uh, Naomi. So um, it's, it's a coin toss between them, but I would be inclined to think that uh, Naomi will get it. I just see that uh, the SDLP are, are, you know, there's divided opinions on them around a range of issues, you know, they're, you know and, uh, you know, they're, they're not clear for a lot of people on the abortion issue. They're still seen as being a factional party. There's a, there's a liberal trend growing in Northern Ireland, and in some ways it's the Lyra McKee effect, or, it's, or that expresses it, but it's, it's, you know, it's opposed to the idea of factional parties, and it's, it's not going to do the SDLP any good, I would have thought. So I would think uh, if I was putting money on it, I would, I would go for Naomi. On whether we're an embarrassment publicly, you know, this, what is going out on all the media on why we don't have a count, uh, haven't had a count yet, is because it's a religious law. So we're just, we're just advertising to the world, to the whole of Europe, which is, you know, following this count and waiting for results, that they have to wait because those religious people over in Northern Ireland, you know, uh, haven't risen from their prayer match yet, you know, to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, to, de- to declare whether their political intentions. You know, it really is, uh, you know, sl- slightly embarrassing. But, you know, there's, you know, the result will be there, and it's not that long to wait. I'm not one of these people, that you probably are, who sits up to the early hours of the morning following the whole thing, you know. Uh, I'd rather get a good night's sleep and see it in the morning. But, yeah, it's a bit, uh, it's a bit ridiculous that... Uh, uh, that that it slowed down. There is no good reason uh, for for the account not to have happened. Uh, uh, you know, at the same time as the account across the rest of the UK, there is no good reason for that. The, and and I'm not sure that the reason is simply, you know, observation of the Sabbath. Maybe it is, but for that to be what is being said, uh, you know, from uh, from from Limavady to Lithuania, you know that uh, we have to wait for the Northern Ireland vote because they're too religious over there. They put religion before politics. You know, That's, that's not the image of Northern Ireland we want to uh, be projecting to the world. Maliki, thank you very much for your input. Maliki O'Doherty, thanks to Alex Kane as well. If you're just uh, joining us, good morning. Your opinions are welcome, of course. 028 90 It'll be well into the day and towards tomorrow before we know who indeed will be representing this part of the world at the uh, European. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. 
Parliament. 